Steve Dale is in the studio. You know him. He's our animal guy, the host of Steve Dale's Pet World. And today is International Human-Animal Bond Day. Did you have something to do with creating this day, Steve? I actually did. It's tomorrow. And by the way, please, congratulations on your interview again with Mayor Lightfoot. Ask her, tell her, actually, we should have free parking on International Human-Animal Bond Day. (laughs) Apparently, you had to pay too much to park today. Well, who doesn't? I mean... (laughs) Every day of the week. I know, I know. That's right. So it is tomorrow, but you came in today because tomorrow's election. Election day, right, and you know we'll right, be busy. So, right, yeah. right, right. So, but, yeah, to answer your question, so I'm on the board, several boards, but one of those boards is the uh, Human Animal Bond Association, and it's an organization that exists solely to promote and celebrate the human animal bond. And at one of the board meetings, I said, Gosh, today is National Celery Day. Why don't we have a day for the human-animal bond? And there's an organization you actually go to to have this done officially. And uh, our executive director at the time did just that. And we now have, for the second consecutive year, International Human-Animal Bond Day. But you know what? Whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you have a pet or not, the human-animal bond exists for you All of you who are listening, assuming you're human beings. We can't help it. We're hardwired. Zoos. Zoos are the number one entertainment venue around the world. So why do people and aquariums, why do people go to zoos accredited, zoos and aquariums in such huge numbers? Well, it must be. By the way, that number is 700. 100 million people around the world. Soccer, the number one, or shall I say football, the number one sport uh, on the planet, 240 million fans. So more than twice, well over twice as many people go to zoos and aquariums. What is it? And yes, it's a fun thing for, to do for the kids, but why do the kids want to do it? It is all about something we're hardwired for, and that is an interest, a fascination with animals, whether they be wildlife or so many of us, more people in America than ever before who have a pet. And it's not just about people who have pets. I mean, think about what animals do in the world, whether you're talking about military dogs, dogs that work for police departments, dogs that detect landmines. There's a a lot of lives that have been saved because of the work of their nose, especially in war zones. Um, Steve Dale is with us. It is International Human-Animal Bond Day tomorrow, but we're getting a jump on it today. If you've got animal questions, of course, you can shoot us a text at 312-981-7200. First to check on weather and traffic with Gabe Salgado. He's in for Mary. And then back to some more stuff about this particular thing and the rattiest city in in the nation. We're number one again. of the time I talk about dogs, but we're talking about cats as well. Thank you for joining us for the Lisa Den Show. This is 720 WGN. Steve Dale, you know him from his show, host of Steve Dale's Pet World, and he was instrumental in creating a day tomorrow, identified as International Human Human Animal Bond Day. And you said you saw it because you're like, come on, if they can have a salary day, we could have one that celebrates the lives of animals and how we interact with them. But usually... They have those days to raise money, to raise awareness. So 
What What's behind it, Steve? We want to raise awareness for the human-animal bond and the importance of that. And whether we're talking about dogs who sleep in our beds or orangutans who make their beds in Borneo and Sumatra who are disappearing. And when these animals disappear from the planet, animals, whether you know it or not, you do have some relationship. It will matter to all of us. There isn't a scientist that I've ever met who disagrees with that. And if you're looking for scientists whose names you might know, someone like Jane Goodall would say that. I was just at a conference in New York City. Jeff Corwin, who's a naturalist, he's been on TV a lot on Animal Planet and elsewhere. He says the same thing. I mean, everyone does, that it really does matter and it trickles up or trickles down to human beings, no matter what species we're talking about. And so many are... Sadly, I mean, if you have a child tomorrow, not you necessarily, Lisa, personally, but but if you were to have a child tomorrow, that child, by the time that child reaches 21, may not see a whole long list of species we know about and likely several, at least, we don't know about. Yeah, there's, they're disappearing very quickly. Absolutely. I have a 21-year-old, and I've seen what has changed in his life. So how do people celebrate it tomorrow? What do they do? Humananimalbond.net. You can go to the website. And by the way, it is a, a membership organization. So tomorrow, membership is free to the Human Animal Bond Association, a nonprofit, but still nevertheless a membership organization. So tomorrow, if you go to humananimalbond.net, it costs you nothing, which is my favorite price. <laughs> Mayor Lightfoot's going to join us in the next 15 or 20 minutes. Steve Dale is with us right now. Can we talk about being number one on the list for the rattiest cities and how that impacts our dogs? Yeah, we did it again. The rattiest city in America. Number two is New York. Number three, Los Angeles. And why would that matter to not only our dogs, uh, potentially to us too? So where there is... Let me say that again better. Where there are rats, there is going to be leptospirosis. What is that? That's a bacterial infection, which lots of species, not only rats. So we're talking about production animals on farms. We're talking about all sorts of different rodents, including rats. We're talking about uh, coyotes. We're talking about uh, raccoons. We're talking about skunks. Lots and lots of different kinds of animals can transmit leptospirosis. But the champion seems to be the city rat. So if a rat piddles in a puddle and the dog <laughs> is not vaccinated for lepto or even Lake Michigan, it, it can be a large body of water. The only thing is it's got to be fresh water, not salt water. So no matter where that rat has an accident, and rats don't seem to be discerning about where they go, where they go, and if a dog either licks it up, because we've all seen dogs drink from ponds or from streams or puddles. Puddles. Yep. Or even if the dog just walks in the puddle, splish, splash, splish, splash, and then the dog licks paws, which of course dogs do, that dog can get, unless the dog is vaccinated, leptospirosis. Here's the here's what makes it even worse. It, let me back up a little bit. Leptospirosis can make dogs very, very sick. It can cause kidney failure, liver failure, et cetera, et cetera. Dogs can and do die of leptospirosis. But this is the thing, that not only can it impact dogs, but we're mammals. So if a dog has an accident in our house, little puppy, or adult dog for some reason, and we go to clean it up, or more likely a toddler 
toddles. Is that what toddlers do? And, I think and, so. Yeah, and crawls. On, and toddlers don't wash their hands necessarily, or we don't wash our hands well, and then put our hand to our mouth then we can get leptospirosis. It's Okay, called... was there an outbreak of this in Chicago about two, yes. three months ago? Yes, good memory. Yeah, last year at about this time, and uh, you know, the good news is apparently more people are vaccinated, or maybe the outbreak hasn't occurred yet. I don't know, but And I've got to tell you, Steve, a lot of people, um, there are people who say, now that I've got my dog, their three-year rabies shot, I don't need to go to the vet every year. And people were like, but they want us to come and get this lepto shot. I'm not sure if I need it or not. And I think people just kind of let that go. I don't think that they always make it in to get that vaccine. Well, you're right about that. And it's not only leptospirosis, potentially dog flu, uh, which the reason why it's not here in a huge volume is because more and more people are vaccinated. But when we don't vaccinate, then we're going to see dog flu all over again. And it's not only that. It's for a wellness exam, for a checkup, just like we go in every year. And dogs, of course, age more quickly, or cats, than we do. So it's even more important, I would argue, to see a veterinarian on an annual basis. And how do you know if your dog has leptospirosis? Oh, that, that's that's a great question, actually, because it could be tricky. I mean, sometimes dogs don't tell us. So just like with COVID, some people have no symptoms, those lucky people whatsoever, but yet they can infect others. And it's the same thing with leptospirosis. Or the symptoms can be wide-ranging, which is why you need to see your veterinarian. Everything, including, but not limited to, a lack of appetite to a dog having accidents in the house. To And there's a long list of potential signs or symptoms. Somebody just sent in a text and said, why is the Illinois sales tax on dog food so much higher than human food? I don't know that that's true, but if it is, yeah, I, don't I don't know, know the that answer. either. I don't yeah. feel like I'm paying any yeah. more. I think it's just part of my grocery bill. If you or if you go to a pet store, I don't think it's any more than your your county or your city or your town charges. To, to my knowledge, and maybe I'm wrong, I'm paying the same tax, rightly or wrongly, for pet food as I am for my own food. What about fat cats and fat dogs? Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you brought this up because another board that I'm on, I'm on too many of these, right? But the Association for Pet Obesity Prevention, it's a great organization. Currently, and I speak at veterinary conferences all the time. I was just in New York speaking at a conference and I had this data about 59% of dogs and nearly 60% of cats, about the same there, are overweight or obese. And the veterinarians everywhere I speak, same in New York City, are looking at me like, what? And I said, I know, I know. Do you think the numbers are higher? And they all raise their hands. Where do we get this data? Well, it's from this organization, a nonprofit, the Association for Pet Obesity. And we get the data by inquiring every couple of years, taking a survey of veterinary professionals, but also the general public. So if you go to their website, Association for Pet Obesity, then you will find this survey, and by participating, which doesn't take long, you can actually help veterinary professionals better understand. Because you know what? There is a price to be paid for sure when pets are overweight and or obese. Same for every living being. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for joining us, Steve. And tell everybody when they can find uh, – and li- well, they can find you online. They just – 
Tell them how to find you if they want you. Sure. I find it very easy, but go ahead. Yeah, they all say I'm easy. SteveDale.tv. And by the way, on the Sunday show, the afternoon show this Sunday on WGN, I'll be talking with Frida Payne, if you remember Band of yes. Gold. Yeah. And also Fred Winston. Well, well, well. Fred. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for jumping on this show. Thank you. Steve has your news coming up next, and then we're going to talk to Mayor Lightfoot. It's on the way on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.